Well, howdy, Huda Thunkers. This is your host, Zeb, as always. This is Season 2, Episode 19 of the Huda Thunkin' Podcast. This episode is titled Deepfake. And uh, on the podcast, the capitalization of the letters is like reverse of what you'd think. The D and the F are lowercase, while all of the letters are uppercase. That's sort of like to give you a, a weird, uncanny feeling. Um precedence for you know for what this episode is going to be about but before we get into the main topic i want to do a recommendation segment this is for lavar burton's short story podcast um reading was always hard for me as a kid i'm not entirely sure why but reading words off of a page and trying to comprehend them without my mind wandering to five different topics um was and still is one of the most difficult tasks for me to accomplish that's long reading But there was a magical TV program that ran when I was a kid that helped me realize how special reading could be. It's called Reading Rainbow, you know? (laughs) You probably have heard of the uh, uh, theme song. Take a look, it's in a book, it's Reading Rainbow. I love it, it's a great show. Uh, LeVar Burton hosted it, and for 21 seasons he did that. He hosted Reading Rainbow, He was, and it was a program that focused on showing kids that reading could be an amazing experience, something school never did for me. And school reading was always just a chore you had to get done. Burton said in an interview with the Huffington Post, Reading Rainbow was the most useful television resource in our nation's classroom. In 2009, it was canceled due to No Child Left Behind. That government policy made a choice between teaching the rudiments rudiments of reading and fostering and fostering a love of reading. And they, you know, they chose the teaching the rudiments of reading, not the love of it. So yeah, where school made reading out to be a boring chore that had to be learned, this PBS show for kids made it interesting. Shows like Bill, it was like Bill Nye the Science Guy, uh, but that was for the field of science. But it's a similar effect as Bill Nye. But that's not all of our Burton is known for. He played Geordi LaForge on Star Trek The Next Generation. Really cool character. Really cool show. And he was Kunta Kinte on possibly one of the most culturally moving TV miniseries of all time, Roots. So he's had quite the impact on American uh, media. I made this recommendation segment to tell you about LeVar's current ongoing project, LeVar Burton Reads. It's a podcast where LeVar Burton, the man who showed entire generations to love literature, he reads short stories to you for free on a podcast. And they're about, I think, like 40 40 minutes to an hour long. And they aren't kid stories. His main audience is made up of people like me in their 20s and all the way up to people in their 40s um, and 50s. And so he reads adult stories that are, you know, maybe there's some gore, maybe there's some adult content, um, but it's it's good and it's engaging and it's something to listen to while you're on your commute. If you're looking to hear a new story for 40 minutes to an hour, check out LeVar Burton Reads. It's sure to give you a slice of nostalgia while, while you're at it. Um, great commute killer there. I love LeVar Burton. He's a great, he's a treasure. And I love that he's still doing reading us stories as, as adults. Now for the main story. This is called deepfake. And what is deepfake? Well, did you know I can make Donald Trump say anything I want? Or at least I can convince you and a decent amount of the public of such a thing. Using a technology known as deepfake, I can create a convincing video of any celebrity. Ian Sample from The Guardian writes, The 21st century's answer to photoshopping deepfakes use a form of artificial intelligence called deep learning to make images of fake events, hence the name deepfake. So... It's basically, you can make it very convinced, like, you give you an example, you can take the Mona Lisa, and you can make the Mona Lisa's face move, and, and her neck move, to sing, you know, Elvis Presley, and 
how it's it and it sounds crazy but it's very convincing looking so i can do it to donald trump i can i can do one of barack obama I, anyone who's who a computer has enough enough time on screen that they can look at their face and their facial features like joe rogan he's done how many countless hours on his podcast but it's also a video you can do a deep deep fake of joe rogan because his face has been videoed there's video of his face on like every angle making all these different expressions a deep fake with joe rogan would be really impressively accurate because the computer would be able to take so much information um for what his face looks like in so many different angles that that would you know the more someone has is a public figure the more convincing their deep fakes are but that being said you can also just use an image like the mona lisa there's mona lisa there's no video of the mona lisa it's just one image yet you can still do a deep fake with that it's crazy now the how this thing progressed well deep fakes started out in academia in labs dedicated to the field of computer vision back in the 1990s for a long time the technology was easy to spot and wasn't really fooling anyone plus it was very expensive to create requiring some serious computer hardware and graphic processors to pull it off but just as it is with most technology deep fake was improved little by little and now everyone with a smartphone which is a lot of people can create deep fake videos through a number of downloadable applications Geoffrey A Fowler from the Washington Post writes a few years ago deep fake videos named after the deep learning artificial intelligence used to generate faces required a hollywood studio or at least a crazy powerful computer then around 2020 came apps like the like the one called Reface that let you map your own face onto a clip of a celebrity. Now, with a single source photo and a zero technical technical expertise, an iPhone app called Avatarify lets you actually control the face of another person like a puppet using your phone's selfie camera. Whatever you do with your own face happens on theirs." End quote. So, what I another thing to point out of art Avatarify is a company that is it's a US company but they're based out of Russia. So <laughs> all this technology based in Russia. Um historically not our biggest friends <laughs> on a national scale. But I thought that was interesting that like they're saying it used to be crazy hard to do this. Now anyone with a smartphone can do with it. And more importantly, he said, "No, you don't need any technical expertise. You don't need to be an IT guy. You can just do it. You'll be fine." TechCrunch's Mike Butcher elaborates on the massive growth of this technology. "Quote: Run out of Moscow, uh, but with a U.S. headquarter, Avata- Avatarify launched. That's not a great name, I don't think. Launched in July 2020, and since then has been downloaded millions of times. The founders say that 140 million deepfake videos were created with Avatarify." this year alone there are now 125 million views of videos with the hashtag avatarify on tiktok its competitors include the well-funded reface snapchat uh wombo ai mug life and expression so there's a lot of these different applications out there they have a lot of a lot of deep fake videos going out there that are probably just people sh- goofing around on their phones but well it can be used for different ways so deep fake is used to create images of people who never existed why well you know why would you ask why you might ask well similar to the example i gave in season 2 episode 2 of falun gong the cult you should be watching part 2 where the cult had fake social media accounts made to sway the opinion of american voters on facebook and other social media the profile pictures they used were deep fake people who never really existed instead their faces were computer generated so deep fake the ai used images 
and like facial features of other people pasted them together and sort of made it look like one congruent face but if you'd be looking at a face of a person that never existed it sounds odd but it's like a computer put a person together and was like someone could look like this but that person doesn't exist and they were using that to make social media accounts with a profile picture that was convincing that it was a person to say, you know, just an example, oh, Donald Trump is so amazing, here's why his policies are so great, and influencing people on social media to to view that way. So deepfakes being used that way, it's also being used as an audio deepfake. It's also a lucrative form of deception, it seems, because scammers use deepfake to mimic people's voices and authorize financial transactions in their name. A head honcho of a German energy firm paid nearly 200,000 pounds into a Hungarian bank account after being phoned by a fraudster who mimicked the German CEO's voice using deepfake. So they're using audio versions of deepfake to, to basically scam people out of money. Ian Sample, again, from The Guardian, he puts it up nicely. Quote, many are pornographic The uses here. The AI firm DeepTrace found 15,000 deepfake videos online in September 2019, a near doubling over nine months, a staggering 96% were pornographic, and 99% of those map faces from female celebrities onto porn stars. As new techniques allow unskilled people to make deepfakes with a handful of photos, fake videos are likely to spread beyond the celebrity world to fuel revenge porn. As Daniel Citron, a professor of law at Boston University, puts it, deepfake technology is being weaponized against women. Beyond the porn, there's plenty of spoof satire and mischief. So that's kind of unsettling. They're using in porn, but not like... Let me just use an example. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. They might put a deep fake of Jennifer Lawrence onto a porn actress's face. And so then people can watch a video of what looks like Jennifer Lawrence in porn, but it's not really her. And I don't know what legal obligations the porn people have to say this isn't actually her. I don't know. But what does that... That's that's insane to me. (laughs) Now... One of the newest uses of deepfake is deepfake geography. That may sound harmless, but geographic maps from satellites are a major part of modern warfare modern warfare on our planet. I have close friends that went to school for geomapping. I think it's called geomapping, geo something. And they make maps, basically. And now, when I ask them what they do for a living, they are legally obligated to give me a frustratingly vague description of what they do. They don't tell me the name of the company they work for. They don't tell me any specifics of what they do. My friends will, maybe they'll complain about, you know, their boss was giving them a hard time, but they don't talk. They're not allowed to talk about what they actually do, which makes me think I'm pretty sure they work for the government or a government contractor and they help the military in certain ways. That's my own conclusions that I drew, but it's like geo mapping is not a harmless thing. And now they're doing deep fakes to, to like deceive people. Now, that it is possible for deepfake AIs to manipulate maps all over the globe. I would imagine it is a it is turning heads of some very important people. An artificial an article published just last month on April 23rd, 2021. So this is very recent to the website SciTechDaily.com writes in 2019, the director of national geospatial intelligence agency, the organization charged with supplying maps and analyzing satellite images for the U S department of defense implied that AI manipulated satellite images can be a severe national security threat. End quote. So 
So this technology shouldn't be taken lightly. It doesn't just have the capability to tarnish the reputation of a few celebrities. It has the potential to affect our national defense. Professor Lillian Edwards, a leading expert in internet law at New Newcastle University, said it perfectly. Quote, the problem may not be so much the faked reality as the fact that reality, real reality, becomes plausibly deniable. Meaning, it's not that the, the problem isn't that we can we can alter reality. You know what I mean? It's that you see a video of the president, whomever, whichever president you want to say in the past, present, future, whatever. You see a video of the president in the past. You said, that's the president. He's talking to me. If it was an image and an audio, maybe you might question, oh, it's a voice actor. It could be. But if you see a video of the president, you're going to think, oh, that's the president talking. Now with deepfake, it puts that little bit plausible deniability in all of our minds. Maybe that's not really the president telling me this. Maybe this is a hoax. Maybe a hacker used some deepfake and is making me think the president is telling me to do something when in fact he's really not. That's the problem that Professor Lillian Edwards is talking about. And now that they can, you know, alter maps that that basically hoodwink experts on mapping. <laughs> and now it's a national security defense issue. That's deep fake is it's it's going to be big. I'm telling you, it already is, but it's it's going to be more mainstream. They're going to be talking about it more. What it could be used for. Now, that's what it's being used for now, what it could be used for. Now, take a moment and ponder what sinister things this technology could be used for. Sure, it is fun when you're showing your little baby cousin how to use the face-altering filters on Snapchat or Facebook Messenger. But what about when a malicious organization hacks into media outlets and makes a fake presidential address to the nation? Just just think of the impact that could have. I don't mean to be a fear-mongerer. But it would be foolish to not make others aware of real-world possibilities. Blackmail, politics, fraud, heck, with so many working from home, deepfake may even be able to use to make it appear as if I'm, if someone is at their desk when they really aren't. It's, it's a lot going on there. Now, I want to add a little ending here. Now, the uh, applications of deepfake aren't all malicious. Actually, there are quite a lot of positive uses for deepfake. Like I said... That's it's a form of the technology used on Snapchat and Facebook Messenger that make it look like you're a dragon when you're talking to your friend through you know, Snapchat or, or Facebook Messenger. But there's other things too. Microsoft is working on a way to help deepfake uh, help the blind by describing the world around them, the, the, the visually accessible world. So deepfake could say, watch out, there's a chair right there because it can it can analyze messages with artificial intelligence it can be used in artistic expression which you know i guess you could call snapchat that not really art but it can, it has been used in art and deepfake has been used to enhance movies that and assist with acting and of course deepfake has made some hilarious memes <laughs> you can see um the i use the cover f- photo for this episode it's uh steve buscemi and he's on top of uh jennifer oh, it is jennifer lawrence's body and it's steve buscemi's face talking that's hilarious nicholas cage has, they, <laughs> a lot of deep fake memes it's nicholas cage put on like you can watch it there <laughs> you can watch certain movies where they put nicholas cage's face on every single person you can watch an episode of friends and like chandler joey <laughs> Phoebe, they all have the face of Nicolas Cage. That's hilarious. So there's those uses as well. Now, why do a podcast about this? And this part I'm only going to do in the audio podcast. The the blog, sorry bloggers, you're going to have to tune in and welcome. But why am I doing a podcast on this? Because for me, I've had a few IT jobs 
I've I'm not an IT guru. I am not. I just like to keep up on technology because it interests me. Um, and this was not that big of a shock when I saw some deep fake videos. It, it was like, oh yeah, that makes sense to me that we we're able to do that. But to talking to people like my dad or you know even friends that are my age, they're astonished that deep fake is possible. And I think one of the major issues is yes, we talked about all the things that that deep fake could be used for for bad. Um, but it's another makes it even worse is the amount of people who could be fooled by this. So for me, I watch a video, I think that's probably a deep fake. I know what to look for. I, you know, I mean, it, it it'll probably fool me too most of the time. But for me, I can I've already have the deniability in my head, like, oh, that could be a deep fake. No need to trust that. It doesn't have a seal on it or whatever. But there's entire generations who would be completely, completely fooled by by these deep fake videos. And that's the thing. I want you guys to know about this. And even if it is my handful of listeners, um, or I just checked the other day, I just checked today, 54 countries. Oh my gosh. 54 countries have tuned into this podcast. But anyway, if someone, someone, one person from, from 54 different countries, hears this and understands that this is possible. You can be fooled by a video. It's very convincingly with hand gestures. They move their mouths. They move their eyes. Um, therefore, like when Deepfake just started, when it first started, for whatever reason, the AIs couldn't simulate blinking. So you're like, oh, they're not blinking. It looks like it, it, it's Deepfake. But the person who wrote that article that was explaining that's how you spot them, by the time the article was published, the AI had figured out a way to make people look like they're blinking. So even though I, they don't really fool me, I'm sure in like a year they will without a doubt so just be aware of that just as if the public is aware of deep fake and has their you know mental defenses to realize okay this could be fake you know take it with a grain of salt or a pinch of salt then the negative impacts that could come out of this will be will be lessened you know stay educated stay informed and the world's a better place for it. That's how I see it. So I hope you like my episode on deepfake. Um, it's a bit heavy, but you know, also, you know, if you get too worried about it, just listen to it. LeVar Burton reads <laughs> a little short story from LeVar Burton, the reading rainbow champ himself. Thanks for listening. Who to thunkers um, had a great time recording this podcast. Hope you tune in next week and till later. Bye.